BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. It's a beautiful new week. I am Adam Weiner alongside fan side. It's MLB insider Robert Murray. It is June 26th. We are drawing ever closer to the trade deadline. Most of our preseason playoff picks are 500-ish or under. And we have to sort out some of these teams that are supposed to be contenders but are still missing one or more key pieces and hopefully we will get to the bottom of that as again we're just about a month out from the action plus who wins the nl central is it the fun option or is it one of the more standard options we'll try to handicap a favorite at this point in time plus it's not every day that the angels put up a 13 run inning in a 25-1 win and make two trades for infielders so we'll empty the notebook a little bit with some details on what's going on in Anaheim. Robert Murray, it's a pleasure to be back. It's a pleasure to land in New York and get back to my apartment at 2 a.m. Eastern from San Francisco. I can smell colors now, but it's great to be on the show with you as always. Yeah, it's great to be here. Great to have you back home. Uh, that trip looked absolutely electric from everything that I saw you post. It's also good to be back in Arizona. Let me tell you, being in Wisconsin for two weeks and like dealing with like 60s and 65 and then coming here to 110 kind of punching me in the face a little bit but you know what i like being punched in the face that's well that sounds kind of weird uh, no. i don't like being punched but you, you guys get you, you know what i mean everybody knows what you mean that's the best part about this show uh that we always know what that's a, we we attract a fan base that knows what you mean uh obviously a burner oracle was wonderful i was in like the uh bought like 12th row tickets for what it cost to sit in the effing bleachers at Yankee Stadium. Uh, so that was great. Um, I wore Giants. I basically cosplayed as a Giants fan. And a uh, guy sitting next to me was kind of like, I, th- I think I said something offhandedly, like, never been to San Francisco before, so this is amazing. And he was like, you're a Giants fan? you never been to San Francisco before? And then for the rest of the game, I kind of had to just lie and be like, yeah, I like told him a story about how the net, uh, like the Norwich Navigators minor league team in Connecticut shaped my fandom and he was like yeah i get it man saying that same like that would be the case if i lived there too uh so whoops that's my bad but uh it was a great guy i said some kind of professor uh the giants got whomped gary sanchez homered but it was a beautiful ballpark you know it's gonna be a good show by the way when you mentioned the norwich navigators is that did i get that right within mm-hmm. the first like two minutes of the show so uh we're off to a roaring start over here i did have a great experience at a navigators game uh dan ortmeyer who is a top ish prospect i guess like top 13 like oh three oh four brought me on the field gave me a bat and i was just telling that guy the story and he was like well it's no wonder he became a giants fan and i had to be like yep 
Like, I just was like, sure, why not? Hey, you know what? JT Snow took a picture. Or he signed an autographed picture. Or he signed a picture of me with Winnie the Pooh. Uh, that's how I became a Giants fan growing up. So um, there you go. There's a little insight into how I became a, a baseball fan. There you go. That'll get it. Again, our audience knows exactly what you mean. Some might not. They do. Um, Buster Posey was in my section, too. Um, I don't know what he was doing there. If he was evaluating the roster based on that game, I think it's a big <laughs> pack your bags, Alex Wood. But it was uh, it was a great experience. They also serve a uh, Lagunitas beer that is tiki themed and is inspired by the zombie cocktail. It a tastes delicious. B, it's in the fridge. You can't see it. It's it's 10 alcohol by volume, 10 percent. Um, so maybe if you're thinking about ordering a beer at Oracle Park, ask them what the ABV is. Don't just try to read it through the fridge because it might they might get you. They they got me. I think that's why I maybe lied to this man about my fandom. You know, I mean, alcohol can make you do some crazy things, and it makes you lie to random strangers. So, oh, was it tasty? Extremely. I went to the Lagunitas Brewery too while I was out there on a Friday afternoon. So I just I guess I followed Lagunitas around the Bay Area. Um, it, it was a great weekend. It really was. There you go. That's what we like to hear. But we are back. Now I don't have to worry about spending money on that trip. I can use some of that money on becoming a new DraftKings user, I guess, in theory. <laughs> I probably won't, but you might if you have not yet signed up for DraftKings. If you're a new user, you can receive $150 in bonus bets instantly after following just three steps. One, create an account. Two, deposit. That's a separate step. And then three, Wager $5 or more on any sport. Whether your first wager wins or loses, you will still receive the $150 in bonus bets. All you have to do is use the code BASEBALLINSIDER when you sign up. Like the name of the podcast, but singular, just one insider. The best part is using our code BASEBALLINSIDER not only gets you the bonus, but it also supports the podcast. If you are considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely go ahead and use that code BASEBALLINSIDER to maximize your first bets as long as you are in a legal gambling state physically present in that state, and you are 21 plus and a new customer to DraftKings. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. We're going to have some more offers coming at you over the uh, next couple weeks as well. We are getting close to setting up membership opportunities and things that we can do on uh, this feed. For you, if you're joining us on the YouTube channel, we have some business that we can attend to. Uh, so not ready to reveal options there quite yet. But either way, uh, membership opportunities, forthcoming opportunities for chats uh, with us, exclusive information that you can subscribe to. So stay tuned for that. We will get you more details there. I might as well turn it over to Robert Murray now, considering I'm getting mysteriously muted by my own microphone. Robert, we got some teams that need fixing that are supposed to be the big boys, not just the teams that are barely contending in the wildcard race. And I think potentially the Padres deserve the first spot on this list of theoretical contenders on the brink because they are not beating the Washington Nationals. And Xander Bogarts is pissed. He's basically saying uh, we're supposed to be the Padres. They're supposed to be the Nationals. What is going on? Uh, that's the prevailing sentiment right now in Padres land. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And the fact that they, they lost to the Nationals, um, and also it's kind of funny, it was to Mackenzie Gore, uh, who was the headliner in uh, the Juan Soto trade, of course. Um, 
things are not looking good for the Padres right now. And they're in a really interesting position. They're what almost 10 games back in that division. They're under 500. Um, I asked somebody today if they could actually, somebody asked me today if they could possibly sell. I checked and like, they obviously they have some big pieces there. Obviously Juan Soto, Josh Hader's a free agent at the end of the year. It would take, it would take a pretty epic collapse here for them to even consider moving those pieces. Um, so I don't necessarily think any of those players are going to be on the move. Um, but they need help. They need help badly. They need a catcher in the absolute worst way. That's been their priority trying to address that position in the last couple of years. Uh, they tried for Wilson Contreras last year. Uh, they tried for numerous different guys. They acquired Austin Nola from the Mariners that clearly did not work out. I don't know who those options are going to be this year, maybe Jan Gomes, but I don't know if the Cubs will move him. It's going to be a really interesting little position for the Padres here. Um, and these next couple of weeks are going to be very, very telling for exactly what they can and what they should do. Based on what I saw from Gary Sanchez against Alex Wood, I feel like they fixed their catcher issue, but there's still some work to be done there. Um, and yes, if I uh, cut out or have audio issues for the rest of the podcast, um, if I have a bad take, just blame it on the audio issues. I'm sure it. Uh, it's not me. It's not my brain power. It's not my lack of sleep. It's it's the microphone. The microphone made me say that. Uh, yeah, the Padres have a lot of needs. Still an unfulfilled promise of the preseason maneuvers. And like Justin saying in the comments, the farm system, not there right now. A lot of teams who have the same needs as the Padres can potentially outbid them because the Padres emptied names like Mackenzie Gore over the past couple years for other win-now moves. So best of luck to the San Diego Padres moving forward. What about the Houston Astros, who won their first extra inning game of the season last night on Sunday Night Baseball. They're now 1-6 and six on the year in extras. That could be the difference in and of itself between contending for the West and contending for a wild card spot. But what do they need right now as they sit on the edges of the wild card race other than a reliever who does not balk? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to even, I'll say, even though you, you said other than it's, they need a relief help badly. Um, Rafael Montero has not been it in the late innings that signing from the offseason kind of looks like a disaster at this point. Um, they obviously, they made the trade for Spencer Watkins, uh, with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he provides, um, innings and rotation help and rotation depth. Um, I still think they could use another person there. Um, they've dealt with a, a numerous amount of injuries too throughout their offense. So maybe another back can make sense, but, um, a smorgasbord of different things is definitely could be on the menu for the, for the Astros. Um, and obviously a burner. Um, I'll, I'll give you this on the Rays. Wouldn't surprise me if they're aggressive, um, looking for some pitching help. I think that's something that we should keep an eye on here in the, in the next month or so. The Montero thing, wasn't that the one deal that they did while they were negotiating with James Click before they let him, like when they had no GM, didn't the ownership group just give out the Montero contract? Yeah, because I remember when that deal was made, nobody, I mean, outside of the negotiation knew exactly who ended up like doing that deal for Houston. And it just felt really odd because it was, it was a pretty hefty contract. Um, that was one where I saw the number was just like, Whoa, okay. That was more meaningful uh, and more, it was a higher dollar amount than I think anybody could have anticipated. Um, yeah, it's funny. And now we're talking about that deal is, is, uh, is one that has not worked 
who could have seen that coming? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and blame Jeff Bagwell. Um, yeah, obviously a burner. It, it is funny that we don't talk much about the Rays and their deadline needs. And I guess the the reason we don't is because we're like 80 games into the season and they're still perfect. But stay tuned. Uh, we will we'll certainly cover them as they come. And, and uh, do, you, do you feel like they might be, Robert, more aggressive on the rotation front or in the bullpen? TBD on that. Um, you can make the argument for, for both. Um, just you can never have enough, um, rotation help. Obviously, like you've seen injuries decimate other teams rotations. Obviously, um, the Rays, they've dealt with injuries in the rotation this year too. Their bullpen has been inconsistent, um, in a few different ways too. So you can make the case for either. Um, I don't like, we don't have this in the rundown, Adam. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention it now. I think a team that could be really interesting to watch here might be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, that's somebody that – that's a team that a few other teams are just watching closely as a team that can end up making a splash because they have a good farm system. They are contending this year, and if it allows them to compete um, and maximize this window for this year and also continue doing that in the, in the future, I think they absolutely will explore it. I wonder what that could look like. Um, but I know that might be a team that could be more aggressive than, than some others might be expecting. Yeah. If not now, when, and I know that, you know, some, I still love the eye test from time to time. I will say a guy who's gotten lost in the shuffle for Arizona this year, Alec Thomas, who ended up going down to the minors for a little while over the weekend, I saw Thomas at bat and Thought I was watching Corbin Carroll until he was stinging a ball through the hole. The stance looks different. The approach looks very similar. And uh, Thomas hitting 400, 10 for 25 with a homer and just four Ks in his last seven games. So, like, the eye test matches the stats. Um, And what does that mean? Does that mean he's a a suddenly interesting, expendable piece considering they were so successful without him? Does Mm -hmm. it mean McCarthy is expendable? I mean, they do need rotation help. For sure. Uh, yeah. And not it. I'll tell you, Justin, that was one that I thought about in the back of my head, too, is Corbin Burns. Um, I don't I, my guess is that probably does not happen because um, the Brewers, I don't think they want to sell at this deadline, especially some key pieces. And Burns has struggled this year. So you'd be kind of selling low there. Um, but I like where your head's at. Cause that's something that I that I had thought about, too. Still a lot of firepower down there for Arizona and sort of on the edges of the top 10 too. like Ivan Melendez, very interesting player. Like, I don't know if you want to go that deep. Um, I, you know, I love my Diamondbacks. So we'll, we'll certainly keep our eyes on them over the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, what about the dumb Yankees? The, the very dumb New York Yankees who uh, can't hit at all improved to two and 10 without Aaron judge yesterday when the opponent scores three or more runs. Uh, just when the Not opponent really. scores three runs without judge, that's you could basically wrap it up, except for yesterday against the first first place Texas Rangers. Apparently, they're the only team susceptible. Uh, the, the terrible Yankees offense is their kryptonite. Luis Severino beats the Rangers offense one nothing. I, I can't make heads or tails of it, but the Yankees clearly need an infusion of talent at the deadline and won't be getting Aaron Judge back for quite a while. How do you think they attack this? So I'll start with this Aaron Judge thing. It has been really interesting to follow what the Yankees have been saying about this, is that they expect Judge to come back, but they don't know when, and they're actually not committing to him being back. It's just 
it's very strange. And um, I'll tell you that injury, that was somebody that, um, oh boy, my dad's watching from the airport and he's texting me now. It's what, what a, what a guy is. He's, he's something else. Um, Get but, the Lagunitas. Get the Lagunitas, Mr. Murray. It's, it's no, <laughs> no, exactly. But uh, the Yankees, I mean, there was one player that they could least afford to lose, obviously, and it was Aaron Judge. And losing him for any amount of time hurts, and it hurts a lot, especially an offense that struggled without him. Their deadline focus, to me, has to center around adding another offensive batter, too. Um, and whether it's an outfielder, um, or somewhere else throughout the roster, you need to add at least a bat or two and then have that ready for when judge comes back. And then, cause they're, they're bullpen and their rotations in, in, in good shape. Um, I, I think offense has to be the focus there. And I think they absolutely should buy. Um, I'm curious what you think, Adam. I think so too. I mean, it's, it's lefties, lefties, lefties. They're in a crazy place right now where they, they have the best bullpen ERA in baseball. They have a rotation that is theoretically getting Carlos Rodon back in a couple weeks. We shall see. But Clark Schmidt's been good lately. Severino coming off a hot start. Um, But yes, they continue to lie about Aaron Judge's injury. It's almost like they treat their fan base like toddlers. Maybe that's what the fan base deserves. But they're like, okay, we can't upset them. We can't say it too loudly. So let's say he's got a sprain. And then a couple weeks later, let's say he actually had two sprains. And then a couple weeks after that, Judge can say that he tore a ligament in his toe. Like, Judge said that on Saturday, not the team. He was like, hey, a torn toe ligament's a tough one. And everybody was like, we didn't know you had that. So it's going to be a while. But, I mean, you're right. This offense obviously can't afford to lose Judge. They shouldn't be this bad without Aaron Judge. LeMay and Rizzo and Donaldson and, uh, I mean, the the big bats, the stars on this team have been unplayable. Giancarlo Stanton got a hit yesterday. Congratulations, because it's been bleak sailing for him up to this point. So I think they should probably treat this like a team that's a bat or two away, but there's no need to pack it in. These These stars need to play better. Billy McKinney and Jake Bowers have been great. That is embarrassing for the Yankees. Yeah, it absolutely is. And like the Donaldson situation, like that was bizarre with him in that meeting with Aaron Boone yesterday. And yeah. I mean, we haven't figured out exactly what that was all about. Um, but it's the vibes are not good with the Yankees right now. That Donaldson trade, I mean, I, you could have seen that coming from a mile away. That was a disaster. Um, it's no surprise that has not worked out at all. Yeah, that one's just so weird. It's exactly what you do if you're so rich that you're like, I can absorb the worst players in the world and keep on spending. But then they absorb Josh Donaldson and then they were like, Josh Donaldson is now hamstringing our payroll. It's like, okay, well then why do we have him? Uh, But I digress. No, I mean, you're spot the why. I I wish you could. (laughs) I wish you could. Me too. Yeah, go buy some bats. Uh, We're going to do a bonus in terms of contenders on the edge, because this contender is like maybe below the edge at this point, but what is going on with the New York Mets? What, what are the Mets? We had some Mets questions about potentially selling Scherzer and Verlander in the chat. And I mean, I guess, but they're making $85 million this year to be 40 years old and average in this rotation. Buck Showalter brings in a reliever who hits not one, but two Phillies with the bases loaded yesterday saves David Robertson for 
nothing. Shades of Zach Britton. I mean, what can this team sell? Should they? I mean, aren't they kind of just stuck in between? They certainly can't trade top prospects for an infusion of talent midseason, eight no. games under or wherever they are right now. No, they, they can't do that. And I can't envision any scenario in which they move Verlander, Scherzer, or even Pete Alonso. Um, they, to me, they're in a really tricky spot because they're all in. Um, and if they do move anyone, it's going to be guys like maybe a Tommy Pham or an Adam Adovino, or, I mean, I don't know how much value Jose Quintana is going to have right now. Um, especially considering that he's coming off the injury. Uh, and then Mark, Mark Canna, maybe too. Um, it's a really interesting spot and with their struggles this year. And if it does not continue is only going to make that David Stern's talk grow even more. Um, and that's a really, it's a fascinating thought because after this year, his contract with the Brewers is up and he's free to talk to any team. Like you hear the connections to like maybe the Astros, which I mean, I don't think they're going to do that. Not with Dana Brown there. Um, so I think it was Bob Nightingale connect him to the Boston Red Sox. I don't know necessarily how that would work with Heim Bloom there. Um, but the match just makes so much sense for him. And if the, if their struggles continue this year, then I think Steve Cohen opens up his wallet again and spends big for David Stearns because he's going to command a pretty big contract. Yeah, Steve Cohen, say what you will, is not a deeply unserious individual like uh, Brian Cox said to his sons uh, on succession, sons and daughter. Uh, Steve Cohen operates ruthlessly. Uh, he's tried to spend his way out of it this offseason. He brought back a lot of key pieces from last year at a huge cost. He added Justin Verlander. He thought he'd done good. Maybe not so much. Uh, need to get a steward in there who can really run this organization. Because like Michael is saying in the comments, like it's really hard to argue the Mets are a good run organization right now. No, it's, it's absolutely right. Like it's to be fair, it's a step up from what it was under the, um, under the previous ownership with the will ponds. I almost said the Aldersons, but uh, the will ponds. Um, but there definitely could be things that are like, that could be done better. And I think David Stearns would go a long way toward doing that because he's, like spending a lot of time around him in Milwaukee, he was really good at maximizing uh, different competitive advantages that other teams didn't necessarily think of. And I think that'd be really a good thing for the Mets and allow them to take that next step forward. Um, but man, they, they need help badly. Yeah, obviously a burner is right. It, it feels like a slight improvement on something that needed a vast a toxicity enema. And so we will uh, we'll see what they they have in store for us next season. With again, Justin Verlander still under contract, still forty one years old next year. Uh, best of luck. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, what about a team trending up or, or are they trending down? The, the Angels scored 13 runs in an inning and won 25-1 on Saturday, a game that I missed at this wedding with no service, by the way. So imagine leaving a ranch with no service to find out that the Yankees beat the Rangers one nothing behind Luis Severino and the Angels beat the Rockies 25 to one. That is a jarring visual to encounter in the wild, uh, but they lost the series. They lost the series to the Rockies and won one of these games by 24 uh, so this is still a roster that needs to be supplemented. They get Eduardo Escobar late last week from the Mets very suddenly. Uh, Mike Moustakis joins the Angels roster after that beatdown. Uh, Moustakis, immediately after losing 25-1, packs his bags, goes to the other clubhouse, and then loses the next day, which, again, that's got to be a huge bummer. But they're loading up on infielders without Anthony Rendon, uh, without Gio Urshela, where else do you see them supplementing and are they getting closer to complete on offense or are they going to go deeper here? Yeah, I'm going to go all in here uh, with Angels talk. I'm going to start with the trades that they did make and Eduardo Escobar. That mean that was somebody that made sense for them and made sense for the Mets to move. Um, and the timing on that one kind of caught me off guard a little bit just because I didn't necessarily think uh, that the Mets would be open to moving him at that point. But Everything that I had gathered in the previous weeks was that the Angels were very serious about um, being aggressive in addressing their infield. And that was Escobar, that was calling up David Fletcher, and then it was acquiring Mike Moustakis. It was the second inning when I got a text in that game that the Angels had traded for Moustakis. And I sent a bunch of texts out, and usually if something is wrong, like you'll get you'll get denials. I was getting nothing, and I'm thinking this this actually might have a shot at being real. And all of a sudden, after the game, I find out, yeah, it's about, it's about to be announced, but it's true. Um, got to report it, and it was their third infield edition within like a 72 or 48-hour span, something like that. Um, and I think that was kind of a precursor for what they're going to end up doing at the deadline, is they want to maximize this year. They want to, they want to win. They want to get to the postseason. They want to make a postseason run because doing so ensures their best chance of retaining Shohei Otani. That is the theme for the Angels' season, is they want to win and they want to keep Otani. And that's why I think with Artie Moreno still owning that team, you you can't rule anything out with them. He is as unpredictable of of an owner as there is in in baseball. And that's why I think there's nothing should be ruled out with them. Um, I'm, I don't necessarily know what that would look like. Um, but I think the angels, as they've shown, they're going to be aggressive and it's, I think they're not stopping this. This is going to be one of the more aggressive teams here at the deadline. You can't, you have to look like you're trying to retain Shohei Otani, even if you don't have a chance to retain Shohei Otani. So the more you buy, the deeper you go. This is a deeply strange season for the Angels, but at least they're in a playoff spot. They're in the running. They're not buying from eight games out. 
No, exactly. And they are, sorry, I just got a text, but they are um, nothing crazy yet. Um, so fingers crossed, but um, they, they're, they're going to be aggressive. That is, I feel, I feel very confident in saying that um, I'll, in the coming weeks, I'll be able to find out for sure what exactly they're going to be targeting, but um, they're, that's the team that I, I'm going to be watching pretty closely here. That's for sure. Yeah. Want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. They might be the only team that is not subject to like uh, the seller's mark. Like they might just be willing to pay whatever price we've talked about. Like, Ooh, the white Sox, how all in are they going to go? And the Cardinals, how all in are they going to go? And beyond those two, like no one's really selling. So uh, going to be tough. It does kind of feel like the angels, whatever they want, they might just be like, take it, take all our stuff. Like we, we don't care about the market price. Yeah, that's I honestly that's something that I had thought about too is them being willing to overpay to try to I mean they've they've gave up some meaningful pieces to acquire Escobar and Mustakas like um and that kind of caught some evaluators off guard is like that trade for the Mets was a good one um especially for a player that I think they were going to I think was going to be moved within like the next 5 weeks um but I, I that's going to be something that I think the I mean I don't know if the angel let me let me rephrase this is the angels their desire to compete this year with otani to try to keep otani may end up um causing them to be a little bit more aggressive with moving their prospects than i think they previously would yeah it's kind of like when you really want a lobster roll and you're like market price what the hell's that Eh, i don't care i'll pay it like (laughs) 35 40 bucks it's a little too much for lobster but I want it. So I'm going to go ahead and get it. That's a good analogy. I like that a lot, actually. There you go. Tell your friend, tell your friends. <laughs> I'm an, on, on no sleep. I'm kind of an analogy guy. So that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> well, I, I like analogy, Adam. That's uh, especially lobster rolls. I'm always a fan of lobster. Can't go yeah, wrong with that. Now, now I'm hungry. I'm going back to the Cape in two months. I'll be grabbing me some lobster as well. Atta boy, some lobster. Yeah. The lobster of this weekend in the game, kind of the Reds and Braves, kind of maybe the best series of the year, at least like the best attended series of the year. Uh, Cincinnati trying to show out on Friday night in front of a massive home crowd. Oh, just nothing, nothing major, just an Ellie Dela Cruz cycle and, and Joey Votto coming back with two bombs. Uh, but the Braves are contenders. The Braves go ahead and win those next two games. They rarely lose in June, just like the Reds. Give them a little not so fast. Uh, runners on the corners, one out against Russell Iglesias, induces the double play up one in the ninth yesterday. Great series. And probably most importantly, Charlie Goldsmith of the Inquirer tweeted the total attendance for this Reds three game set, 126,724 is the highest attendance figure for any three game regular season series in Great American Ballpark history. So you bring them a team, the fans do come. Kind of ironic as Rob Manford is blaming the fans over in Oakland. Cincinnati, they got your prospects come up. Team starts winning. Fans show up in a great baseball town like Oakland. I was in San Francisco, did not make it over to Oakland, even for one second. So I guess maybe I'm the problem. It's me. Sorry, Rob Manfred. But the fans are back in Cincinnati. It feels good to say we believe in the Reds right now. Are you letting recency bias sway you? Who is your NL Central favorite at the moment? 
I, so anyone who's watched the baseball insiders can confirm this. I have been back and forth on the NL central all season, and I'm going to maintain that. I'm going to be, I think the reds are legit. I think they are the favorite in that division. Um, They are, they're, they're good. They have the it factor. They obviously have the young talent that's headlined by Ellie De La Cruz, who has just taken over baseball as maybe the most exciting player already after what, two weeks, which is a crazy thing to say, but that's the case. That's reality. He's just been that good. And you have Joey Votto coming back. You have all the surrounding pieces throughout that team. And as I've mentioned on the last podcast, they now go into these games expecting to win. They don't go in expecting to lose, but they expect to win. And that has been a drastic change um, from their previous, what, basically decade at this point. And even Joey Votto mentioned that. And he went out of his way to compare Ellie De La Cruz to Mickey Mantle, um, which I, I had to make sure that was a real account when I saw that, uh, just because like that was some high praise. Um but wow, he's been that exciting. And the fact that he's drawing those kind of comparisons already, um, we might be looking at a generational talent who's only just getting started here in baseball. So give me the Reds here in the division for this year. Yeah, De La Cruz being behind Anthony Volpe in like the preseason prospect rankings, it's like, I like Anthony Volpe. And still, like, Ellie De La Cruz does things that most human beings do not do. So I, I think maybe that might have been a miscalculation. I'm going to go with the Reds as well, just because, I I mean, what is, for me, I I don't believe in the Brewers, and I think they'd be better served selling at this point. Uh, There are some long-term core pieces there. I like the young outfielders, but the negative run differential on the season tells the whole story. I think it's the the Reds or the Cubs, quite frankly. Cubs, interesting. Cubs are plus 32 in that department right now, and they played very well in the first game in London over the weekend. Marcus Stroman leaves with a minor injury. I think odds are maybe leaning in their favor. Uh, Justin hates Justin hates when we say positive things about the Reds because he's just worried about down the line and who who pays De La Cruz and all that talent. They're big money contracts. I just I prefer to live in the moment. I I just rather right. live here right now and have a good time. Exactly. That's because I mean, just let's just enjoy what's going on. The Reds they're competitive for the first time in years. They have an extremely exciting prospect here in Ellie De La Cruz. And they got more guys coming down the pipeline too. It's, it's an exciting time to be a Reds fan. Um, and we should celebrate that because it has been quite a while since we've been, we've been able to say that. If the Cubs could just solve their bugaboo against above 500 teams, they're only 17 and 28 against the cream of the crop. They could maybe contend here as well, but the run differential indicates there is more beneath the surface that has yet to be tapped. Give me the Reds, though. I really love what I'm seeing. And and they are deep. Uh, a lot of Reds fans, they made the playoffs in 2020, it's true. But between the previous era and 2020, not a lot to cheer for. And the 2020 season was 60 games long. And fans were not allowed to go to those games. So you are right. But I, I think that season, trust me, as a Knicks fan, who also had a pretty fun 2020-2021 playoff run, it wasn't real for me until they did it again this year. And I could go and I could be like, this is sick. Now I'm in the arena watching my team ball out instead of being like, wow, a cardboard cutout is loving watching Reggie Bullock hit threes. This is this is epic. Um, so, yeah, I prefer this. No, I, I hear you on that one, my friend. I, I, I absolutely do. Well, we're the ones who said that the Cardinals were going to run away with the Central. So 
why trust us? But uh, up till this point, I do feel better about the Reds. And good, good shout out to the Pirates on being the all vibes team of April and May. Perhaps they will get back there by next year. Uh, anything else I missed while I was gone? Anything in the notebook that we got to empty? Um, I tried to keep up as best I could. Uh, obviously, uh, biased. I, I think the Padres are the are the best team in baseball after based on what they did to the Giants during the one game I attended. Uh, but other than that, is there anything going on in the world that I that I missed? Any insight that you have? Yeah, there is. I mean, I mentioned a, a couple of them that I had um, during the show with the Diamondbacks and the Angels uh, with some of how that stuff went down. I'll give you one more. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates. There has been uh, reports today about Andrew McCutcheon being a trade candidate. Yeah, um, I will put that in the extremely unlikely category. Uh, he is somebody that wanted to be in Pittsburgh. He texted Bob Nutting that he wanted to be in Pittsburgh and they ultimately made it happen. He has made it very clear both privately and publicly that he does not want to play for a different team uh, other than the Pirates. Like he wants to be in Pittsburgh. I can't envision a scenario in which he changes his mind or the Pirates trade him because if they do, they're going to upset a franchise icon and they're also going to really upset their fan base. I think McCutcheon is there to stay. Um, and I'm, I'm not really going to be tracking any Andrew McCutcheon stuff because I just think, honestly, it's a waste of time. When he texted Bob Nunning, did he get a text back or was it just sort of like a one-way street? (laughs) I'm I'm pretty confident he got a text back. Yeah, I'm pretty confident about that. Great. Well, get to to know. Get to know. We'll, We'll keep monitoring that as the weeks go by. But that is it for today's show. We appreciate everybody joining in. Lively comment section. Uh, kept me awake better than caffeine ever could. And I mean that literally. I had a lot of caffeine and it did jack shit for me. I'm still very tired. So I appreciate the comment section for keeping me up. And uh, again, if you accidentally heard something like, oh, the Cardinals might win the NL Central, that was audio issues. That was my microphone. So that I didn't really say that or ever think that. Or, or you know, that was, that was just the microphone talking. I'm just glad the microphone made it through the rest of the podcast because I, I was thinking that was going to be a bit of an issue. But, hey, we made it through. Adam, I appreciate you, man. You're, you're an absolute G as always. And uh, also everybody else that tuned in today, thank you for a very active comment section as always. That was uh, was fun reading those. Um, yeah, Justin, obviously a burner. Michael, Mark, all you guys, we appreciate you. Yeah, you people are the best. And remember, good opportunities coming around the corner for our uh, our fans, listeners, and viewers. And the loyal ones are going to have a good golden opportunity in the coming weeks to have some access to maybe some uh, information for only the top commenters and fans. So keep an eye on that. We'll keep you posted uh, when we are able to roll that out. We'll let you know on the details specifically. But until next time, Robert Murray does not get better. Uh, and it definitely does not get better for both of us then during trade deadline season we can't can't do this without you and, uh we're several weeks away we're a month away and we're already getting the good stuff so i appreciate you so hard man i appreciate you too should only be getting more exciting and hopefully we can break a couple of trades here on the podcast um because yeah i'll tell you this past few days breaking some some angels trades and some different trades that was quite exciting that was uh that was fun so hopefully we can do that with you guys but uh for for myself and Adam, we appreciate you all. Yeah, let's roll more Futures game stuff. The roster's announced tonight. Uh, we had Kyle Harrison last week. That became official today. Uh, just another reason to listen to the pod. Tune in on the YouTube channel. And again, we'll drop you the offers when we have them. 
Baseball Insider, the DraftKings promo. See everybody on Thursday. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.